welcome back to another episode of The Shine Podcast. I am Shauna Starr, and I am so glad that you tuned in today. And before we start diving into today's subject, I want to just encourage you to leave a five-star review if you love the show, and also make sure to hit follow, and if you can, screenshot one of your favorite episodes and share it and tag me on Instagram at Shine Podcast with Shauna Starr so that I can repost and see what you all love. Cannot believe that we're already into February of this year, but I wanted to speak a little about how you can spice up your business this year. Because what you did got you to where you are now in business, but if you want to go further, you're going to have to do something else, which is normally never what we want to hear. A lot of us like to sit in that comfort zone, like to do the same things that we're doing and just assume that that growth will continue. But a lot of times we have to pivot, look back and decide what is actually moving the needle in our business and what is actually just busy work or things that we think might be good for our business because we see it in other businesses. This is especially true online when you see social media working for so many people and you're spending maybe way too much time on platforms that aren't moving the needle for you. I know the subject actually sounds super sexy, that it's going to bring in more clients, revenue, and connections, but really, it's going to be doing something that you haven't done before, and that's what we're going to talk about. And I am truly speaking to myself when I say this because there are big goals I have and I see them daily. They're written in front of my journal and I see it as I read, reminding me of the things that I want and therefore starting to tell my subconscious mind how to make those things into reality and reminding me that the daily actions make the difference, not just those once in a while big actions, but those small daily habits and actions. And if I want those things, and it's not happening overnight or in one big action, it's all of those small things that bring those steps to what I really desire. So as I was writing this, I really thought about what has helped and continues to help my business grow. After I restarted my business in five states since 2010, it's been easier to grasp and to know what continues to work and what doesn't and what I need to just let go. Also, what looks sexy from the outside as a photographer and business owner, which is the glamorous photos, clients, and working with magazines and contracting jobs, really is just a ton of work and lots of time doing a lot of other things behind the scenes. I'd say being a photographer at this point is probably 10% of me actually shooting and being behind the camera, and the rest as well like all of the other business things. It's admin and networking, marketing, SEO, blogging, newsletter writing, editing, figuring out payments and invoices and contracts, dealing with all the software and programs, contacting with customers and setting that up, and the people that I have contracts with and still coming up with creative ways to get clients in the door, and social media, and then Woohoo, taxes. So maybe not so sexy or spicy, but every year I can see my business growing, and that is spicy. I remember back when I first started my photography business, I still was in college, and honestly, it probably shouldn't be called a business because it wasn't legitimate, but I started shooting for other people. And I'm still so thankful for all the clients who did allow me to photograph them. Like, with anything we start, I wasn't good. I had a passion for it. I was so excited. I had a decent eye and I could connect with people, but in all honesty, I was not a good photographer. 
But the drive for me continued and really was, and I knew this was what I was supposed to be doing. There wasn't ever a doubt in my mind. The path wasn't just set that I started photography, I made a bunch of money, and ta-da! In fact, mine was maybe a little less booming because I was constantly moving states, which means I wasn't having a full-time job for a while and then growing it. It wasn't my only income, actually, until I moved to Florida. And even then, it took me having a full-time job for a little while at the same time, until that was too much, and then getting a part-time job as a, get this, lifeguard and swim instructor in my 30s with a little more flexibility for my business. And then finally now, where it's my income, which is scary. Even when I was still at the pool, I couldn't let go. And luckily, a very wonderful but blunt friend had to remind me to stop holding on to what was a crutch and take a leap. I had saved a little bit in my slow seasons and needed to just jump in. And when I say jump in, just remember it wasn't my only source of income for 14 years. 14 years, that's when I actually jumped in. And when I say it was just me starting over in Florida, it took me four years before I could rely on my business. And it's still scary all the time, but I'm okay with that. All right, so now that you know it took me 14 years to get to this point, and really just four years if you count me actually living in the same state where I'm growing my business, what are some things that can actually help you level up, move the needle, and get more clients in the door? Number one is to get in bigger rooms. Again, I'm speaking to myself. With my photography, I was put and also put myself in big rooms with more money than I could even imagine at that point. More connections because working for a magazine at the time sent me to these events with people who had successful businesses. I had the upper hand at the time of having a reason to walk up to strangers because I had this camera with me, which is what made me have to interact with these people. But the way that things have shifted, I don't do many events like that very often, which is mean, which means if I want to have those connections, I need to now put myself in those uncomfortable but growth rooms. And how will this actually help? Okay, you're talking with people who are in business, but if you find that people who have success in their businesses already, they want to connect, they want to network, they want to help you, and they want to form those relationships, which is why they're in those rooms too. Just remember not to take it personally if they don't have all the time in the world right away to connect with you. And networking is not handing out your business card and getting a client. Networking is the start of building relationships. Number two is doing the little tasks. Yes, post more on social media, create more blog posts, newsletters, podcast episodes, whatever is important and it moves the needle for you and it's going to be different for each business and each person because I know for myself, you'll see a business booming online or you see them attracting clients or getting tons of likes and you just might say to yourself like I do, Well, if I did it, I could grow too. And I'm just going to say, then just do it. You don't need to every day, but you need to find what consistency works for you in your social media or online presence. And we all know this from the people that we love and follow. There's even some that aren't businesses that I just love to see their content every day. And when they miss days, I kind of miss them. So do the same for your clients and your followers. Connect with them, not just showing what you offer or your offers, but showing behind the scenes and who you are and what you like and just pieces of your life 
life that are important to you, and that'll help you connect. Find what consistent means for you, whether that's once a week, twice a week, every other Monday, daily, but then stick to it. And don't forget the interacting with other people because it is social media. Number three is personal development. Oh boy, this really doesn't sound sexy or spicy, but this has been the biggest way for me to grow my business because I am leading from a place of confidence and leading from a place of love and knowing where and who I am. And all of the other podcast interviews that I've done, if you've listened to them, they mostly, I think, all say that personal development is what help grow their business. And with those mindset shifts, without growth in your life, you're not serving your clients and peers the best. To stay in the big rooms, you've got to grow so that you know that you belong there too. Number four is to set a few big goals that you might not even be able to accomplish this year and then set tangible quarterly goals to track that progress and then track it. Are you seeing more and more likes and comments on certain kinds of posts? Maybe you're reading more or investing in some mentorships or masterminds. Push bigger and bigger so that you have a place to grow. And even if you don't get to that end goal, you are still much closer and steps ahead before you set that goal. Number five is to do a few scary things. I did mention going and inserting yourself into rooms that feel too big for you, but what about some smaller things that we can do? Contacting businesses or brands for collaboration or a chance to work together, or putting together a one sheet to contact podcasts, start smaller if you have a smaller following or business, and podcasts are always looking to add to their lineup and your expertise could be the thing that would be perfect for them. Remember, you don't need to be the furthest along, the richest, the most successful, have all of the wisdom. In order to help other people, you just need to be about 10% of the people that you're teaching. And if you're unsure of some of your strengths, ask a few people around you. Sometimes we're so close to our zone of genius that we don't even see it. We see it as normal or part of your routine because you're so good at it and it's become the thing that you don't even have to think about anymore. And yes, this is part where you might hear no quite a few times before you hear a yes, but just think of all of those no's as practice or as I like to think of no's as not right now. There's been plenty of times where I contact people and I'm just not the right fit at the moment. Maybe they already have a photographer. Maybe they're just busy in this season. It doesn't mean you can't go back to them and reconnect and recreate that collaboration at a later time. Number six is learn to be creative and then be okay with it flopping. I know that's so much easier said than done. If the thing that we pour our hearts and souls into doesn't gain the traction that we so desire and think that it should because we love it so much, but take some time for some personal projects within the year. It not only will showcase what you want or want to attract in a client, but it brings that joy back into what you're doing. And usually a spark and excitement, again, which your clients and everyone you're sharing with will see. And try it in a different way. Try reels with you or more video, or just allow yourself to experiment and see what you love creating and then what also works. Honestly, each time I post, whether it's in a story, an actual post, 
or a blog post or newsletter. It's all experimentation with what works for my clients. I never see it as a failure, even if it gets one like or one view or one comment. Then I can just kind of switch and pivot how I'm connecting with those people and how they connect back with my business and with me. Number seven is to show your face and get content, including you. We all want to show what we offer, our services, talents, and all of our pieces of art and all the good things. And so many, and a lot of photographers included in this, hide behind the camera because they think no one wants to hear from me. They want to see my products and it's not what's important and I'm not comfortable. But you are the brand. Think how differently brands are shifting now when we trust an influencer behind it. And guess what? you are the influencer behind your brand. If people connect with you, they'll want you and your services and they'll trust you and have that connection. Be an advocate for self-love through an example of who you are and why you do what you do. It'll bring the right people to you even faster. Number eight is SEO, which is search and engine optimization. It definitely matters. And if you're one who gets peace from being at home and not in front of people and you don't really wanna go out and meet all these people, this one is definitely for you. Pinterest, Instagram, Facebook, and Google are not my only marketing plan, but they are part of it. It takes a long time to see some of these results from anything online, especially Google. So make sure that you are setting yourself up as valuable. When I move, I start blogging for that location, tagging things that that location needs, wants, and will see. And then when I'm doing that, I want Google to see me as an asset to the community. It will see me as important because I'm consistent and it'll eventually bump me up in the rankings because I'm consistent in the area that I'm tagging. I'm still very slow at it. I'm not a pro and I'm always learning, but within just a couple years, Oh yeah, this is the long game here, years. I'm the first one in some of the categories on Google that I want, so people can find me organically over time. And Google right now is the highest percentage of how people land on my website. Now that's overall, all the ways that you can get to my website. If you just go into social media, Pinterest is actually the highest to get to my website. Isn't that interesting? So let's talk a little bit about that another time. (laughs) Number nine is set up a more organized way to conduct business that's more streamlined. I know this is not sexy either, but for me, I use HoneyBook for my contracts, invoices, and contact with my clients, plus so much more in between. Another super not spicy, spicy seemingly, but it will allow you to keep track of everything in one place and because it sends it out from this one location and one software, it looks and acts much more professional. And it's also way easier for you during tax season, calendar syncing, and allowing my clients to feel I conduct my business in a professional manner. Number 10 is actually rest. Yep, this is how to spice up your business. Not only is it absolutely essential, and I just spoke about it in episode 72. Check that out if you want more details as to why the ability to rest is the ability to be effective, but it also can attract more ideal clients and friends and advocates of you. It's like a two for one. You rest and trust that you don't have to be afraid to show those things. Like when I show paddleboarding and me doing the things that I love, it connects and helps people to get to know the person behind the lens and especially in vulnerable posts. 
I receive more messages and connection through me being me rather than me just showing what I do. It's showing who I am. Number 11 is to think outside the box. All right, now this one could be kind of spicy. No matter what business or brand you're in and have, you probably have compared in the past or continue to do that with other businesses closely related to yours, whether it's in the same area or not. It's hard not to right away to compare, but what works for other businesses might not work for yours or might not fit into your business model. For instance, I see so many photographers gaining clients and revenue with mini sessions, and I love that for them, and it definitely works for a lot of photographers. However, it doesn't fit in my structure and hasn't gotten me the long-lasting clients and relationships that I desire. So I no longer offer some of those things, but I do create custom sets that I'm in love with, and it makes my clients excited too. Like I just had this fabulous disco set and then a floral wall, and next is gonna be a vintage beach set. So I'm still including all of these specials that make it make clients want to come to me during that time, but I'm doing it in a way that fits my business and is a little bit more outside the box. And if you didn't know this already, I have pink hair. I wear fluffy pink jackets and boots and basically love pink and I even have pink rims and I love the beach and paddleboarding and hiking and doing all the things that make me me. And that attracts the right clients and makes the people who don't love those things not want to work with me, which is great because I want those people to find the person that they are crazy about working with too. So try a different approach that does excite you. When you're excited, you'll be present and that offer will be that is exciting to that ideal client too. One way to get even more creative is to do one of those collaborations with a local business and enjoy that creativeness together. For me, this could be so many things. I can work with makeup artists, I can work with wedding stylists, I can work with apparel companies, paddleboard companies, whatever that looks like. You can do whatever excites you and a personal project you've been wanting to try, or even reach out to some local models to work with. Then when you do those wonderful things, as you post, you get to tag all of the people that you've been working together, which means you get to be in front of their platform too because they're posting it. It is a great way to gain a little bit of traction in a local business community. So here is just a little bit of experiment for you that I would love if you try. Come up with four things that's once per quarter this year that you can do something outside of the box and see what happens. Maybe one of those collaborations are huge and it's a big project that takes a lot of time and maybe the other ones aren't as big and just little things you've been wanting to try. They don't have to be four massive things that cost thousands of dollars. Go out and seek something that really excites you that you've been wanting to try so that when you get to post about it, it will then attract those same people that love those things. All right, that's actually a lot of ways to spice up your business, and maybe you can do all 11 right now, but what I'm gonna say is pick three. And I'm suggesting one is rest and one is personal development. Okay, so now you only have to pick one. I made that part easier. I want you to pick one of these things on the list for you to try to spice up your business this year. And remember that it's the long game. It's relationships, it's experimenting, and it's doing the thing that you love. Because starting a business or having a brand, isn't that why you started it? To have freedom and to love what you do? I know for me, when I'm in the thick of it, sometimes I forget that. I forget it when I'm busy or if I'm too slow and I just can't seem to get past the work side of it. 
until I do some creative things for me and things that I love again and it brings back that joy all the way around. So you might be listening and saying, okay, none of these were actually very spicy. These just sound like things I have to do in business. And you're right, they might be. But if you wanna spice up your business, it is the daily habits. It is the things that we don't always feel like doing and it is consistency. And I promise you will see a growth in your business if you show up as you, show the things that you're excited about and just be authentic to the things that you love. And I actually have a personal story that I wanna share before I wrap this up with you all. I have been working really hard on my business for the past five and a half years that I've lived in Florida. I've worked and contracted for different companies that have sent me to events, which have led me to really networking with people. And I really attribute to a lot of the connections I made for working through magazines and contract work. And actually, this is a little bit of a personal story, but it brought tears to my eyes that happened recently. And I feel like I've worked very hard on my business in the last five years since I've moved here and have seen growth. But we all have those moments, especially winter, slow season here, where we are a little bit down and we're trying to gain traction. We're trying to get those clients coming in. And sometimes it's really tough. But recently I was at this event that I was hired by uh, a friend and a client of mine, and she's hired me a few times. And what was incredible about this woman is so many things, but she is the director and she stood on the stage in front of a few hundred women and personally called me out and said how wonderful I am. And in that moment, it was almost like I could watch myself from outside of my body. And I just thought, yes, this is the hard work in motion. And it's those little, but I think huge things that we start seeing all of the things that we've been sewing and all of the things that we've been working on and we're seeing it manifest in real ways and we all need those we all need those little wins where we go yes this is it this is me continuing that growth and looking back it was a huge combination of all of the not so spicy (laughs) things that i had to do in business but all the things that then did spice up my business to be in a place where i get to be in front of incredible women, help incredible women, and have relationships with the people that I feel I can contribute to, and they also give back to me. So how can you spice up your business? Pick some things that work for you, work on them diligently and consistently, and be in it for the long haul of those relationships. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I hope you got something out of this to spice up your business this year, and as always, keep shining. In this episode, you might have heard me talk about HoneyBook and think, what is that? So HoneyBook is the tool for modern and creative professionals. It does proposals, contracts, payments, and a lot more, including managing projects, booking clients, sending invoices, and getting paid all on this platform. And I absolutely love it. I've used it on two years now and highly recommend it to everybody who has a business and wants to look professional and streamline behind that computer. Right now, you can get 50% off your first year of HoneyBook when you use my referral link. It's share.honeybook.com slash Shauna Star. That's S-H-A-N-N-A-S-T-A-R. I'll also put it in the notes for you, and that is 50% off your first year with HoneyBook.